Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best. Like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss. The lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision. Every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain... Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast with me, Tracy Ray. What should a balanced diet actually look like? On this episode, we're discussing the truth of what balance really is, why a balanced diet matters so much, and the most common myths we hear about healthy eating today. Joining me in the studio is Dr. Chintal Patel, GP and recipe writer. Chintal has worked in general practice in London for over 12 years. As a working mother, she is passionate about helping parents who struggle to encourage their children to eat nutritious meals and empowering families to cook together, making quick, easy, cheap and healthy recipes at home the whole family can enjoy. Hi, Chintel. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. No, we're so thrilled to have you. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Well, I'm so excited to be talking to you about balanced eating, balanced diets today, because I feel like as a working mother, a GP, you know, balance is has to be a big topic on your mind. Um, so I'd love to start by just asking you, when it comes to you and your family, what does a balanced diet actually look like? So I think most importantly for us, nothing is off limits with our kind of balanced diet. Um, I really try and ex- um, encourage my children to experiment with different things. As a parent, I'm really passionate about having my children grow up with kind of a healthy relationship towards food. And I can't say it always win, but I'm always trying And we try and stick to a few basic principles, but otherwise it's pretty much 
experimentation is encouraged and nothing is off limits. So some of the basic principles that we do stick to, we try very much to have our kind of five a day with respect to vegetables rather than fruit. Um, mm. So I really try and encourage them to think about vegetables as their five a day. So it's if you if you kind of just break it down into multiple meals and snacks, it's actually quite easy to incorporate that into a day. Um, and I can chat about that if if we'd like to. Also, we try and um, have quite a high fiber diet. So when it comes to our starchy meals, we'll have um, a starchy elements of meals. We'll have quite some. We'll focus on high fiber and whole grains. Um, we try and break up our meals into kind of a few basic principles. So like I said, with the vegetables, um, whole grains, trying to incorporate some kind of protein into our meals. So usually that will be um, fish or lean meat or um, a lot more now we incorporate a lot more beans and pulses and vegetarian sources. Um, if we're using fats, we'll try and incorporate kind of unsaturated fats, olive oils into our meals. We use dairy. We're not... Um, limited in any particular diet in our household so we have dairy within limits and use alternatives as well so we love using things like tofu and um, non-dairy alternatives as well we obviously supplement our meals with lots of fluids so making sure that we're getting lots of hydration and I guess in supplements and meals um, we try I try to make our snacks have a kind of healthier approach because I find quite often if you can incorporate sort of vegetables or nuts or seeds and things like that into your snacks, then actually you've already hit one of those five a day without even thinking much about it and thinking about the meal itself. And something else that you mentioned that I wanted to pick up on was the idea of, you know, trying to achieve the the five a day, which we all hear and we're told, <laughs> eat your five a day. Um but it was interesting that you mentioned vegetables in particular. Um, and I'd love if you could expand on that a little bit, because, again, I think sometimes when we talk about five a day, it's like, you know, your fruits and your vegetables and, you know, make sure you eat them. But sometimes people can lean into the fruit side of it and mm -hmm. think, you know, oh, well, I ate, you know, a melon and a pineapple and three apples. So there's my my five a day. Mm -hmm. Um but in reality, when it comes to nutrition, actually the vegetable aspect is, mm -hmm. is quite important there. It absolutely is. And I think, you know, you hit a really important point there. Fruits can also be quite high in sugar. Yeah. Um, and whilst fruits are a great source of, of lots and lots of different vitamins and minerals and antioxidants, I think um, I've always tried to focus that back to vegetables and also remembering that the five a day is your kind of minimum. Yes. <laughs> and so people sometimes think, oh, I've had my five and uh, and I'm done. But if we focus back to the five a day being vegetables, then actually you'll incorporate a lot more than that by having all the other things. Um, and, you know, there's so much evidence out there eating those five vegetables will reduce your risk of kind of cardiovascular disease and stroke and so many other illnesses. Um, so it's really, really important for your health. And I just find it's it's actually quite easy to incorporate if you just think of it very simply and break it down. Um, so one way I'll make sure that we get two of our five a day is after school, <laughs> which sounds really mean. But, you know, when I meet my children after school, they are really hungry, guaranteed. So as well as that kind of, you know, hummus or um, 
uh, crackers and cheese or a little sandwich, I will always take some vegetables, so some chopped up peppers or cucumber or carrot sticks, and they are just devoured in seconds. And without thinking about it, we've hit two, you know, once a day, easily done. It's a really good tip, actually. Yeah, I just find, and we've always done that. So it's just become a habit for them now after school that they just know that that happens and it's just automatic and they still get something else a bit more substantial. It's not always filling to just have the vegetable sticks. Um, But you can combine it with cheese or hummus or some other protein um, and maybe like a, a little sandwich or something. But I just find that we've hit two just in that way. So I'd love to know when it comes to health imbalance, why is it that variety matters so much to you? So first of all, if we go back to the kind of health benefits, um, eating a wide variety of foods, in particular plant-based foods, will it has you know has been shown in many, many studies to improve your overall health. It's the best way to get all the vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that your body needs. Um, it's a really important way to look after your gut and your gut health. And that's, as we know, has been shown in so many kind of exciting new studies coming out um, all about the gut microbiome and how it's linked to practically every part of your human body, really, in, in its function. So, you know, from a health side of things, variety is just so important um, to, to keep healthy and well. Um, and then also variety kind of makes food interesting. I think it's less boring if you've got, and so much more interesting if you've got this kind of variety of different foods, different spices, ways of kind of experimenting with foods. And that overall, you know, I guess looks after the kind of the mental health side of things and helps you to build that long-term good relationship and healthy relationship with food. CeraVe Facial Moisturizers with SPF protect skin against damaging UV rays and continuously deliver three essential ceramides to help restore skin's protective barrier so it can lock in moisture. Non-greasy, fragrance-free, and won't clog pores? With CeraVe, skin feels hydrated and looks healthy all day. CeraVe Facial Moisturizers with SPF from the number one dermatologist-recommended facial moisturizer brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolutely. And I mean, as you said, from a nutrition perspective, I think not that it's not something that we've known about for quite a while, but I do think with all of the extra research that's coming out around uh, the gut microbiome, so the importance of gut health and even the better quality research, I think, that's coming out to do with kind of nutrition and diets. We're really kind of getting the support for not only does variety matter because of like taste and experience, as you say, um, but actually just as a means to get nutrient density, because we don't really talk about the fact that different foods bring different nutrients. And so to give your body all of the nutrients it needs to function optimally, we do need to add that um, variety into our day-to-day diet. And it's something that 
Um, I don't know if this is something you get asked a lot um, in practice, but uh, I know in nutrition, people are always asking for, you know, these magic bullet <laughs> ideas, you know, what's one thing that I could do to be super healthy or um, what's one thing that I should do mm. to feel great. And I do actually think variety comes in as a, as a top one for me anyway, in terms of because the more nutrients you get, the better you feel. Mm-hmm. And then the better you feel, the better equipped you are to mm-hmm. make more healthy decisions and actually to enjoy those those decisions absolutely and and you and when you feel better then you're you know you're seeing the benefits kind of breaking that cycle as well isn't it because i mm. quite often find that if i've had a period where i haven't perhaps eaten as healthy as i normally would i feel really sluggish and i feel really slow whereas if i just go back to our normal eating patterns and and you know, if I've been unwell and not been able to cook as well as I normally would, and I just need to kind of tweak it back to that. And I feel so much better for it. Absolutely. Whenever I talk to like seasoned professionals in terms of people that um, work in, in the health industry to some capacity, it always comes back to the feeling um, when you ask them, you know, what motivates you to eat so well? It's not it's not the research and it's not the, you know, oh, well, I, I know about this, so I, mm. I eat this way. It's because it makes them feel good. And mm. I think when you feel good, you do good. Mm. Um, so, eating in that way, in a balanced way to make yourself feel good can actually be a really good starting point to maybe taking more uh, steps towards your health goals or or whatever it may be. Absolutely. And it's not just feeling good kind of mentally, it's feeling good physically as mm. well. It helps to regulate your bowels, it helps to regulate your kind of sleep pattern, it helps to regulate so much in your day-to-day activities. Um, I really see a big difference. Yeah. So, Considering that you're an absolutely excellent recipe writer, I have to take the opportunity as well. When it, So that's the health side of variety. But when it comes to the practical, everyday cooking side of variety, um, do you have any kind of tips and tricks or go-to recipes that you use that kind of are simple ways to to bring in variety? Like, are there certain recipes that you find actually it just naturally has lots of ingredients that are really good for me? Or are there certain things that you keep on hand in your kitchen um, that always whip up a really nice meal that has lots of good nutritious things? I'd love to pick your brain on that. So I guess a couple of ways that I incorporate variety easily because as a working parent, you know, time for me is the biggest factor. Um, is that I do a little bit of prep on a Sunday. So I usually get my food delivery on a Sunday and in that delivery will be a whole host of seasonal veg and I will prep those veg first thing. Um, So I'll wash them and I'll um, get them kind of chopped up and ready and I'll put them in the fridge, which means that it's easier for me to access that variety during the week when I am working. Um, I also roast up a tray of veg on a Sunday Love that tip, and yes. It's just my favorite thing to do. It's so easy. Um, and it means that there's this kind of mixed tray of, you know, five or six different vegetables that's just on hand. So when I get home on a, you know, on a Monday, it's there as a side dish or can be kind of, you know, incorporated into a pasta, blitzed up into a soup, just lots of different ways I could just use it to make sure that we're starting that week off in the right way. And it's just easy. Um 
I probably have a kind of repertoire of quick, easy meals. So for those days that I'm, you know, working late or something's cropped up, which has meant I'm late, there is this kind of little set repertoire. And usually that will incorporate some kind of meals that will be ready in the freezer. Mm. So I have a very much kind of cook once, eat twice attitude to everything that I make every day. So whether it's putting away a whole meal, because we don't tend to like to eat the same thing the next day. Um, I quite often see a lot of meal prep websites where people will prep this kind of chicken and vegetable and rice dish. And there's like five containers of exactly the same meal that's, that's you know, marked out from Monday to Friday. And that's just, that's probably not us. We just don't enjoy to eat in that way. But at the same time, you want to save time. So we will repurpose leftovers in a slightly different way as opposed to um, having that same meal. So I would I would, you know, perhaps put some of those leftovers into a curry the next day or put it into a lasagna or make it into something different. Or I would just freeze it for next week, which, you know, means that you can just bring it out the freezer and it's very easy to defrost. And, you know, freeze pots of meals, freeze sauces. If I make a curry base or a curry um, sauce, you know, that takes quite a long time to do. So just freeze part of that. And I guess going back to the freezer, I, I always have a tray in the freezer that's got the kind of prepped meals, but I have a, tr- a tray in the freezer that's always got some um, frozen vegetables. They're such an yes. easy resource, aren't they? You can have a whole selection of veg. So if you haven't had a chance to go shopping, you've got those. Um, and even in the in your kind of pantry, having tins of pulses, lentils, um, pre-cooked kind of grains, vegetables, those kind of easy swaps. I guess that would help variety as well, wouldn't it? To just have those on hand so you can just whack them into things. Absolutely. So I'd love to know if there's any common myths or misconceptions that you've been asked around eating well, eating balanced. I guess I get a lot of people excluding things, um, perhaps unnecessarily. Um, I find that... um, when something's topical or in the news, people will will come to me and they'll have excluded kind of a whole food group, like, for example, dairy is a common thing. Mm. Um, and people attribute um, some of the symptoms that they may be getting um, to a food group. I think um, it's always hard because to actually fully exclude a food group, first of all, it takes a lot of planning. Um it's not that easy to do, actually. So especially things like dairy, it's it's in everything. Mm. Um, and it's in, well, it's in a lot of things. And you need to exclude it for quite a long period of time. So, you know, sort of four to six weeks to have a significant effect to see if it will affect the symptoms that you're getting. And I find that a lot of people very quickly will exclude things, maybe for a couple of weeks, it won't have the desired effects, and then they'll move on to excluding something else. And I think, you know, that kind of approach perhaps isn't helpful? Absolutely. I think that there's a really big trend around this idea that, you know, exclude something or restrict something and that means it's healthy and I'll feel Mm. great or I'll lose weight or whatever the goal may be. Um, And I think really we need to be talking more about how can how can we get a better relationship with foods and how mm. can we um, understand food a little bit better and how it works with our body? Because, yes, there absolutely are cases where we need to exclude foods. Mm-hmm. So there are true allergies or intolerances or different situations where you will need to reduce or exclude food groups. Um, but 
that doesn't that isn't for everybody and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you have to exclude food groups in in terms of getting healthy so i think that's a really important point and i think if you're going to perhaps do it with the help of a health care professional. So speak to your GP, get a referral to a dietitian, speak to somebody that knows how to help you do it because you might be missing out really significant, um, you know, groups of food which you need to get the nutrients in some other way perhaps. And especially with respect to children as well, growing children, you don't want to be kind of removing huge chunks of of their diet without having further supplementation or help. Absolutely. I think when it comes to diet and nutrition, I know that a lot of people, um, because it's so easily accessible online, you can kind of read things Mm. and then just try it at home. But in reality, there's a reason that there's kind of general nutrition advice out there and that the general advice does recommend eating from every food group. Mm-hmm. It's because that there is, you know, there is science behind it. There are kind of calculations in terms of getting your all of the nutrients you mm. need to function properly. So if you are looking at significantly changing that by cutting out a food group or restricting something, you re- there's a reason there's professionals there. You really do need mm. to talk to someone to make sure that you're doing it in a proper and healthy manner that, that works for you. Absolutely. So... Another one that comes up a lot um, that I'd love to get your opinion on is eating well is inconvenient. What do you think about that? I can see why people would think that um, because it does take planning and it does take time, but it doesn't have to be really time intensive at the same time and it doesn't have to take lots of planning. I think just a few simple switches to the way you do things could could even make a difference. Um, I mean, if I go back to patients that I've seen, you know, it's it's very difficult to overhaul an entire diet. Um, so sometimes just making very small, consistent little changes that you can keep going forever would be would be the target. So we might make very, very small. So if I had somebody, for example, that um had a very heavy meat based based diets and they wanted to try and incorporate more plant-based um, products I would I would usually suggest something really small like perhaps incorporating in their weekly lasagna that they make perhaps they could remove half of, of the the mints that they use and, and replace it with lentils mm-hmm. or something that would just mean that still be having the same meal they'd still enjoy what they're used to eating but they're just making very small switches that would help increase the amount of vegetables or the amount of plant-based items that they incorporate into their diet without feeling like it was really tedious or difficult or really overhauling what they're used to eating. Absolutely. Small little steps. I think Mm. the easier and more subtle it feels in terms of effort, the more likely you are to kind of change and also sustain those changes. Mm. And even what you were mentioning before, you know, the way you talk about how you maintain um, a balanced diet with, you know, your preparation on a Sunday and you do your tray of roast vegetables and things it's kind of rethinking your routine isn't it Mm. you know maybe you're the kind of person that never thinks about food until you're hungry and so if you want to eat in a healthier manner maybe it's about trying 
even what you do on a Sunday, mm. maybe make that uh, tray of roast veggies and then you have two days of healthy eating. See how you get on with that for a while and then try another tip and then kind of go from there. It doesn't have to be this all or nothing. Absolutely. Just, you know, small little things that can make consistent positive changes, I think. And another thing um, that comes up a lot, which I know you'll have a lot to say on, is this idea that healthy food doesn't taste good. <laughs> How true is that? I'm going to totally disagree with that, <laughs> obviously. Surprising. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, food tastes as good as you want it to taste. Um, I love incorporating so many different flavors into food and definitely, you know, I'm not going to say my food is bland in any way. You know, I love incorporating spices to food. I think switch up maybe how you think about cooking food as well, not just what you're adding to it. Um, you know, if you take something like Brussels sprouts, which is quite appropriate, I guess, for this time of year, um, they taste awful and they smell awful if you boil them. But put them into the oven and roast them and they just, they're transformed, aren't they? And things like cabbage, you know, roast it. And it's just totally different to when you're, having that kind of boiled, boring cabbage. So I think it's all about switching up how you look at that food, how you cook it, incorporating spices, flavors, cooking it in a slightly different way. And all of a sudden, you've got something very different. You are absolutely preaching to the choir here because <laughs> as someone who grew up on boiled vegetables exclusively <laughs> and then managed to find themselves in in a food industry that kind of taught them how to incorporate spices and roasting and sauteing vegetables mm. even. Um, the the change that it can make to not just the taste and the flavor, but just the experience mm. is massive. Um, so absolutely, I think just having fun. Yeah, you know? I think anyone that thinks that isn't cooking it in the right way yeah and maybe just experiment with how you cook it and I think you'll surprise yourself find a better recipe yeah if, yeah if it's if it's not tasting good find a better recipe. go to the BBC good food website <laughs> there you go absolutely we have absolutely tons of recipes um well that's all we have time for um but thank you so so much for joining me today that was a really interesting conversation and there's so many tips in there that I know our listeners will absolutely love um for anyone that would like to find out more about Chantel you can find all the links on our podcast page on bbcgoodfood.com forward slash podcast thank you Chantel thank you Thanks for listening to this episode of the BBC Good Food Podcast. Join us on Thursday for our bonus cook-along recipe. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode.